0: Hey Kip Nation, how are you today? Uh, this is uh, February the 3rd, third, 3rd uh, third Friday in February, and I know for years, the first two years, I talked about this podcast being your favorite Friday podcast, but I want to tell you, it's available 24-7, uh, 24 hours a day, you can always get on, new episodes are produced every Friday, this Friday, the first Friday in Black History Month, I want to make sure that as listeners that i call your attention to of course the death of tyree nichols the young man who was uh brutally murdered um by police officers uh in memphis uh, that we continue to lift up his family in prayer his mom his dad his family lift up this country in prayer lift up police in prayer um there as i've always shared with you good and bad police officers and um I know a lot of good uh, officers, but there are some uh, bad apples in the bunch as well, as we all know. Um, and we, we just want to lift up this country and keep this country in prayer. Um, we need God more than ever before. And that's just an example of the fact that we do need God, all of us, every color, every race, every creed. We need God, whether we admit it or not, whether we accept it or not or uh, whether or not we believe in God, uh, we all need God. We need his grace. We need his mercy. We need his love. And most of uh, any more than anything, we need to accept the character that he gave us for. We were all created in his image. So let's walk this image out. Let's do what we've been called to do in the scripture. Let's not just be hearers of God's word, but let's be doers of, Of God's word let's do what the word says and I know we struggle I know we struggle because there's a war going on in our members between our flesh and our spirit I get it but let's repent of the things that we do that are not in or of the will of God let's ask God to forgive us and then let's pick up the pieces and begin to read again study again pray again Practice the presence of God, being in his presence, hearing his heart, and then being a conduit, uh, a conduit, a vessel of honor, honoring his ways and honoring his will in the earth, letting our light so shine before men that they may see our good, our good uh, works and glorifying our Father which is in heaven. Okay, so we have a lot to do. I've been sharing with you from my book, Pressing to the Power A Journey. To Healing and Breakthrough, and I told you it was released last year, and uh, I'm going to share, continue sharing, as I said with you before. Uh, I'm going to be uh, just giving you a little insight into this book and why I wrote it and and some of the things that are inside of it and hopes that it will prompt you to uh, go to the bookstore uh, online and Pick up the book. I believe it will help you. I know it will help you. I know it will bless your family. I know it will bless your Sunday academy or your Sunday school or your uh, whatever Bible courses that you may be teaching. Uh, this is a great uh, wraparound course that will help mature the people that are in your ministry or in your uh, studies or in your groups uh, even if it's a book club, but it would definitely help. And uh, I'm just going to give you some insight uh, as I've been led by God. And this is something I was reading the other day. Uh, it's coming out of chapter two. So it says our goal is to learn how to be obedient to God's will, no matter the cost. Obedience costs you something. It really does. Because in order to be obedient to God, we have to really allow ourselves to die. And that's a very, very controversial subject. But if we look at it just based on scripture, um, if the son suffered, then those who follow the son have to suffer as well. Christianity is never intended to be a cakewalk, a fun path, a happy-go-lucky life. It, It was never intended to be that way. Because as they are doors of opportunity and ministry, the Bible says that there will be many adversaries. If anyone would live godly, he will suffer or she will suffer persecution. If you're going to reign with me, you have to suffer with me. These are all scriptures. We are all accounted as sheep for the slaughter. We can't overlook these scriptures and anticipate some kind of, uh, how do you say it, Uh, uh, wonderful life where we don't have any problems we don't have any trials we don't have any tribulations it's not a utopic situation at least not here on earth if we want utopia we have to go to heaven and in order to go to heaven of course we receive Christ in our life as our Lord and Savior and we move on but the fact of the matter is when we receive Jesus Christ into our life as our Lord and Savior what we were really saying is I receive you, I receive your Holy Spirit because I can't live a holy life, a sanctified life, an obedient life without the power of the Holy Spirit within me. And so our goal is to allow allow the Holy Spirit, and get this, the Holy Spirit is always in sync with the Father. Just as Jesus said, my Father and I are one. Can't you see my father's in me and I'm in my father and everything I do, I do according to his authority, according to his will. So these are the kinds of concepts that we have to get in our head and get in our spirit. And I know we all want to be blessed. And I'm not saying that you won't be blessed. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that we have the moral and spiritual responsibility to read the Word, and to practice our faith just like any other thing that you're part of. If you're a part of something and you're really a part of it, you have to participate. In order to participate in Christ, it's not just going to church on Sunday. That's a part of it. Not just studying, not just praying, but we have to study, pray, go to church with the intent of walking this thing out in our life as a reality. So I'm just going to read a little bit more, an excerpt from my book, Press into the Power. As I read the narrative of Jesus in the Gospels, he is constantly under attack. Jesus was bombarded by the cares of people who had an insatiable appetite to be in his presence. Nevertheless, they practice abstinence concerning the idea of of practicing what he taught the religious leadership of his day shunned him for the most part and considered him a threat to the established religious order circumstances of this nature coupled with the fact that his ultimate outcome was to be the sacrificial lamb for the sins of the world left very little room for happiness and i'm just trying to illustrate for those of you who've actually read the gospels and I have to say this. If you're a Christian, if you are a Christian, a Christian means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. The bulk of the scriptures concerning his life are contained in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So how can you be a Christian if you have not read the gospels at least to get an idea of the lifestyle that Jesus lived? so that it won't be contrary to you. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. When you read his life and you go through things in this earth and in this world, because of your faith, you won't be dismayed. You won't be beguiled. You won't be tricked. You won't be, you might be disappointed, but the, the point of the matter is, you know that this is coming it's a it's a part of the activity of our faith is and i always use this analogy if you're going to play hockey you're going to hit with a stick you're going to get checked on the wall you're going to hit with a puck if you play basketball you're liable to get elbowed you may get tripped you may get thrown to the ground wrestling for a ball if you play football there's some bones that are going to hurt you maybe get injured There's so many different injuries that occur to football players, and you all know what I'm talking about. I have to go into details with that. But these injuries come along with the sport. Well, when you're walking out your faith and your salvation in spirit and in truth, the enemy will come at you. And sometimes he uses people that you know, but here's the thing, and people in church, but here's the thing. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, the rulers of darkness, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So, once we understand these concepts, we know that when we're going through with someone that is familiar to us, or a friend of ours, or a congregate, or someone who's in our church, we know that it's not them, but it's the enemy that has slipped inside of them, just as we read in. The book of John where the enemy slipped in Judas unawares. The devil slipped in Judas unawares. He has the same ability today. Uh, He does the same stuff that he's always done. He's always trying to uh, tread upon this one thing. And that is uh, divide and conquer. Okay. So we have to stay together. We have to understand this fight. We have to understand the context of the fight. And we have to know that if we continue to press forward towards the mark of the high calling in christ jesus we shall prevail we shall prevail because goodness and mercy does follow us all the days of our life and more than that jesus will never leave us nor forsake us he will be with us always even into the end of the world and no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper And every tongue that is raised up against us in condemnation shall be condemned. Are you understanding this? Understand that God has our back. So when we're going through these things, it's not that he does not know, but we have to go through them. We have to be tried in the fire. It proves our legitimacy in the faith. We have to be legitimate Christians. We can't be sunshine Christians. We have to be Christians that are in it to win it. In it, ride or die, as as some people say today. We have to ride or die with God. And does that mean we're always going to be on top of our game? No. But it does mean that every day when we fall off the horse or whenever we fall off the horse, we get back on our mandate, back on our responsibility, back into the fight, Believing that God has given us the victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Okay. And we read these things with Jesus. And you know, he resurrected on the third day. And so whatever we're going through, we too shall be resurrected in the earth. So watch this. Now, I'm not saying that God never wants us to be happy. That's not my point. There will be points and times of happiness in your walk with God, but the lack thereof cannot be a sign to you that God is not with you. He is always with us. In fact, whether you are happy, sad, depressed, confused, or in any other emotional state, you can think of our faith guarantees the presence of God. Knowing that he is there is a matter of faith and relationship with him. God will be there to give you what you need to fulfill his will for your life. He is our very present help in the time of trouble. Psalms 46 and 1. He has the ability to bring you joy during very trying times. His joy will sustain you and give you the strength. Nehemiah 8 and 10. The life of Jesus was anything but the pursuit of happiness or living his best life. He was in pursuit of the will of God. Are you you hearing that? Let me read that again. The life of Jesus was anything but the pursuit of happiness or living his best life. He was in pursuit of the will of God. That should be the aim of every believer in Christ. Paul, one of the most prolific writers in the New Testament, spoke about this very same thing in no uncertain terms to the church at Corinth. Here's a quote found in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it is good or bad. The goal of the faith is not just to be saved or born again. This starts the process and begins the journey that we call salvation. The goal of the faith is not just to join a church, then a ministry, and to become obedient to the will of God through the reading and teaching and preaching of the faith. The goal of the faith is not just to shout or to dance or to speak in tongues and to get a prophetic word while experiencing the charismatic power of God, nor is the goal to rise up In the spiritual ranks, from a fledgling pew pew dweller to an influential, well-recognized pastor. Now, none of the things that I mention are negative or wrong. In fact, I pray that you get the opportunity to experience the fullness of our faith. I have been there, done that, and embraced all of these transitions in my life. They were good times in the faith, but there is more And there is life after pastoring and preaching. However, that's another book. We must understand that the ways of God are beyond our comprehension and His plan beyond the scope of our thinking. So then, Christianity in its purest sense is primarily about the pursuit of God. It is secondarily learning to harness the power of God in you the power of the Holy Spirit. Christianity should not be limited to a Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday experience. It is a way of life. This is not just reading the Bible, but understanding the traditions, the customs, and the culture of the Bible. This understanding will make it possible for us to translate and apply it to our lifestyles Christianity requires us to live with Christ daily. We cannot turn this on and off like a light switch. We press in every day to make application of what we have read and heard to live a life that glorifies God. In preaching, we study the word to try to help believers better understand the Bible so they can live a godly life. We call this a hermeneutical transfer taking biblical times and learning how to make application for today's society without changing original intent. Hermeneutics is the study and the science of biblical interpretation. Now I'm not trying to drop you off at the near seminary between the divine and academic. However, I do want us to be clear on the objective of our faith. Our faith, our focus in life should be learning the importance of understanding the Word of God and the role it plays in developing our daily lives. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I've been reading from my latest book, Pressing to the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. You can purchase this book if you would like on any Major book platform online that includes Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Cokesbury Press, Westbow Press, Christian Book Distributors, and there may be others, but I know about those five uh, that you can purchase the book there. Um, it's a reasonable price. Uh, I pray that you get it, you read it, and you share it. Uh, many people who I've had the opportunity to talk to. Says it's not the book you kind of book you just blow through because there's a lot of impartation and a lot of information, but this book will definitely help you to live a better Christian life. Hey, and the reason I wrote it, why you why do you think? You know why. Because I want you to have the ability to go and influence the nations. God bless. Bye-bye.